when we read through the first letter of St. John, he talks about all sorts of things. He talks about loving God and loving our neighbor, loving our brother, loving our sister. And it's all in the service of holiness. And it raises a question in my mind, at least, as to, you know, what really is holiness? What does it mean to be holy? You go back to the derivation of the word in the Greek and you find out it means to be set apart. To be holy is to be set apart. And when we start to begin to look at that, that so, so that means I'm setting my life apart to be for God. I am not for the world. I, I don't believe that I am just here in the world for a lifespan and then I die and then I go six foot under or get cremated or whatever it is and that's it. That's what it means to be of the world. Now to be of God and set apart for God means that we aspire to become like God. That's the promise of the incarnation. The implicit promise of the incarnation that we celebrate at Christmas is that Jesus becomes one of us in order that we can, in a sense, reignite our likeness to God. We have been created in the image and likeness of God. We are meant to be like or as God, as Basil and Gregory would have said. We celebrated them a couple of days ago. One of the great, um, one of the great theory, well, it's not a theory, it's a truth. So one of the great theologies that the, the Cappadocian fathers, the two Gregories and Basil, gave us is this whole idea of divinization, that we are called to become God or become as God by being united in him through faith. Now, we all know that we're sinners. We all know that we fail. We all know that we're probably not even approaching being God-like. So what, does, so, so what is our response to that? See, we can, that can send us into a depressive sort of negative sort of pessimistic um, mindset or we can turn back to the celebration of Christmas. We can turn back to the, the truth of the incarnation and say, okay, I have failed this time. I have sinned. But the promise of the incarnation is that there is better both for me and within me. There is better within us all. The possibility for divinization isn't just for the saints. It isn't just for some people. It is for each and every human being. And that's the promise of the epiphany. When kings come from separate countries and other places, they're not Jews, they come to worship the Christ child. It's a symbol of how the gospel is going to go out to the world and that the gospel isn't just for the Jews, it's for all of us, for all men and women. And all men and women are called to that fullness of divinization, that fullness of you know, rejecting a life of sin and embracing the call to holiness, the call to become like God. One of the ways that I think it was Basil 
describe the whole situation. You know, the incarnation, God becomes one of us. And we can look at it from that direction. It's just God becoming like us. But we can also say it like this. One of us is God. One of the human race is God. And that's the person Jesus. And if we can sort of like sometimes we have to shift our mindset so that we can enter into something that's a little bit more understandable for us. One of us is God. Well, if one of us is God, that means we can really take on this call to holiness. One of us has made it. And it's that bridge that Jesus brings, fully human, fully divine. Mary is the mother of Jesus, the man. She is also the mother of Jesus, God. So she is mother of God. The Nestorian, I think it's the Nestorian heresy, was that now Mary, yes, she's the mother of Jesus, but she's not the mother of God. But the Cappadocian fathers, I think, were, were, were some of the ones that said, no, 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 we can't have that. If she's the mother of Jesus, the man, she has to be mother of Jesus, of, of the Christ who is God also. And it's this hope, this, this reality of Jesus, fully man, fully God, or fully human, fully God, that's the basis of our hope. That's the basis of the promise that we can become holy. That we can, if we enter into faith, if we become disciples of Jesus, if we make those little steps every day to embrace the call to holiness, the call to love our neighbour, even though they may have hurt us, even though they may hate us, even though they may not love us in return, we can still choose to love. Now, earlier we heard, you know, a few days ago we heard that, that, you know, you can't say I love God and hate my brother. That's, you just can't do it. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. You can't, you can't truly love God and hate your brother. And likewise, you can't truly love, we can't truly love one another without also loving the God who has created us all. So let us pray that we can, in a sense, overcome some of the pessimism of our thinking, some of the obstacles that are there in our mind, oh, that's just too big a, a concept for us that I can become like God or I can become one with God. Let's pray that we can overcome those boundaries that we set up that are false in our lives and so embrace the gift of the Holy Spirit, so embrace the gift of salvation that Jesus offers so that the fullness of all that God offers us as his children is something that we embrace each day. Each day we begin with that promise, with that hope that I am taking steps today that bring me closer to God, that I am taking steps today that reinforce the witness of my life as one who follows Jesus who is one with Christ. And so through the witness of our lives, we proclaim the good news of salvation to the world.